Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 487, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. In this week's episode, I want to start off by answering a question that came in from Liz. She had posted this in the comments section in the show notes of a recent episode of my podcast. She writes, Hi, Cliff. I have a question regarding being transparent, especially with the things you're working on and the challenges slash obstacles you face in your day-to-day work life. Do you ever worry about giving away the secret sauce about your business as you're sharing what you're working on and your goals? Do you ever think that gives your competition an edge or gives someone an idea to do the same thing that you've shared that you're working on? Well, I responded to Liz the other day when I was catching up on some emails and I got this notification in there that she had left the comment. And what I'll do here is I'll read to you word for word what I had responded with in the comment section. And then I want to expand just a little bit on here uh, in the episode. I had written back, I said, I personally don't worry about this too much. I might share something that I'm working on and someone else may then try to rush to market with something similar. However, nobody will ever be able to bring me and my experience to their version of the product or service. I always consider myself and the relationship equity that I have with my community as my competitive advantage. And Liz wrote back, great response and mindset, thank you. Well, Liz, thank you so much for the question, so much so that I felt like it would be a good topic to cover here in episode 487. So obviously, I I, I told you, I don't worry about this too much. At the same time, I, I, I don't want, that is basically me sharing you with you what my experience is and my own uh, exp- how I feel about it, but it's not prescripted. I'm not telling, or prescriptive is what I meant. I'm not prescribing that you not worry about it. I, you know, I'm going to give you my mindset and then allow yourself to determine how far you want to go with being transparent and how far you want to go with sharing your goals. Now, the, anybody who's been listening to my podcast for more than a year or so, knows that I'm very transparent. I mean, sometimes some people are just blown away and, and and even a little bit like nervous for me how transparent I am, how just detailed I am about exactly what I'm working on, what I'm struggling with, all of these things. I, I, I mean, literally at the beginning of the year, I typically will share exactly what goals I have in the kinds of products and services I want to create this year and all this other stuff. And so, yeah. And and here's the thing. I have, over the years, I would say there have been hundreds of thousands of people who have listened to this podcast and have, you know, used the content and everything to, to be inspired to take their podcast to the next level, if not actually learn how to create it from scratch from me from the very beginning. Now, in the past 10 years, there have been a number of people who have learned how to podcast and learned pretty much everything from me in the beginning about how to do all this stuff. And they fell in love with podcasting so much that they decided to ultimately become a podcast coach and consultant of their very own. And I think that's exciting. I think that uh, the more people out there spreading the message of what podcasting has to offer and, and just the benefits related to it and then teaching people how to actually do it, I think it's wonderful that other people are doing this. 
and and I wish those people great success. I think that that you know who knows. It, let's just say if there are ten other very successful podcast consultants and coaches out there, and between the ten of them, they they all teach a hundred thousand other people how to podcast. That that is incredibly awesome because those hundred thousand people people out there will be creating podcast content and will reach many hundreds of thousands of other people around the world who will then say, hey, I wonder if I could do a podcast. And hopefully, that just means there are more people out there searching for a podcast because there are more podcasts out there that are inspiring people to look further into it. So I, I think that's great. Now, over the years, there there have been people in my community who have, who have become podcast consultants. And you know what? There are some who have continued to listen very closely to every episode of every podcast that I do. And they're also, you know, very closely following all the product income streams that I have and the classes and courses and stuff like that. And yeah, I've seen a, I've seen some copies of things that I've done. I, there was one uh, particular person, this was many years ago, of somebody who heard me talking about my equipment packages. So when I first started podcasting, I had uh, ordered all the wrong equipment. I mean, I, I, of course, I started out with a $35 investment, but when it was time to upgrade beyond a USB headset, Actually, it wasn't even a USB headset. It was it had two one eighth inch jacks. One went into the microphone jack, and one went into the headphone jack. But anyway, it's the equivalent of what would be known as a USB headset today, with a little boom microphone off to the side of the headphones. But um, so when I was ready to upgrade beyond that that initial investment, I wanted to buy some equipment, and I bought a very cheap mixer that didn't last very long. It was a it was a Behringer unit. And then I purchased some condenser microphones. They were the MXL 990 microphones, which today I will tell you, I would never in a million years ever buy those things again. But, and by the way, if you're, you probably, there are several people who are listening to me right now. You have the Marshall MXL 990 microphone. If you have that, please don't take that as, oh my gosh, I need to get rid of this. Cliff doesn't like it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I wouldn't buy it for me again. Uh, and the condenser, one thing I will tell you, just make sure you never, ever allow that thing to drop on the floor or to get knocked over because uh, that thing will is very fragile, to say the very least. Uh, and, and there's some other things about condenser microphones, but that's not the topic of this episode, and you can have a condenser microphone and still get very awesome audio quality if you do a couple extra steps. So again, that's not the purpose of this conversation, but what I want to say is that I started out, I bought a lot of the wrong equipment, and then when I upgraded I uh, and, and started to bring in hardware so that I could do Skype, Mix Minus, and stuff like that, I remember wait you know placing the order after saving up my money and then i don't know if you guys have ever done this you order something that you've been saving your money for and then you get your shipping uh, tracking number and everything like that and you're tracking to see you know is it going to be here today is it going to be here tomorrow and you wait and then all of a sudden it says it's going to be here by 5 p.m and then you're out looking out the window is that the ups i just heard driving around the corner i don't know maybe i'm the only one that's ever done this but 
never fails. Uh, what happened was in those early days, I would order all this new upgraded equipment and I, I'm ready to hook things up and turns out I forgot a cable. Ah, how could I have forgotten a cable? I, 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 I figured out what I needed to do, how it would be hooked up, but somehow I, I, I forgot to order a cable. So I go online and I order the cable that I think I need. And this is, by the way, this is my very early days of podcasting. We're talking, I'm six months into podcasting. I have no experience prior to this. I was an insurance agent prior to this. And so anyway, I, I, I so I went out and I, I didn't know anything between what, a, I didn't know what a TRS cable was versus a TS, which by the way is a tip ring sleeve or a t- tip sleeve. Some of you know a TRS cable as a stereo cable. Some of you will know that a TS cable is a mono cable. But then all of a sudden I'm reading, you know, there's there's not just stereo mono, but there's balanced and unbalanced. And I'm like, what is all this stuff? Well, I order the cable and it turns out, yeah, I, I and of course I order the cable and I'm eagerly anticipating this cable coming in, right? And so I do the whole thing with the UPS guy and, and it comes, I, I rip open the package with my bare hands. I don't know if you've ever tried to rip open a package with your bare hands when it's all package taped up you know it's got that packing tape on it but anyway rip open the package hook everything up only to realize wait a second this audio is only coming in through one uh channel it's only coming through the left and i don't hear anything in the right uh, i ordered the wrong cable and so i ordered all i mean i had all of this experience of you know the the doing things the wrong way that i learned the hard way and then you know over time I learned what TRS cables were and TS cables and I learned about stereo and mono and I learned about balanced and unbalanced. I learned about all of these ins and outs and I learned about condenser versus dynamic. I learned about various pieces of equipment that are worth investing in so that they actually last more than, let's just say six to nine months. So, I, you know, basically I share all of this stuff in my podcast and I say, guys, I've been working on this. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for some equipment uh, from me. And I want to let you know I've created equipment packages. Now, this is based upon my experience working with hundreds of clients, um, just knowing what works, what doesn't work. This, I, I literally spent all week long, and we're talking like, when I talk about a week, we're talking more than 40 hours. Back then, I was working a whole, I was working around the clock. But anyway, I, it's like I spent all week coming up with these five different equipment packages. And now if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, you can see what I have available. And so I did, I talked about that. I explained what all went into it and and sales were great. I mean, they were, they went through the roof and about seven to 10 days later, I got an email from somebody in my community. They say, hey, Cliff. Uh, I don't mean to alarm you, but did you see this? <laughs> and then it just had a link to somebody else's website. And guess what? That link was to another podcast consultant who had duplicated five equipment packages that were priced exactly the same as mine, minus $10 off of each package. And not only were each package $10, but and, and they had five packages, but every item in every package was identical to mine, all the way down to the exact cable from the exact cable manufacturer and model number, which, by the way, was all listed on my website. 
Ah, so the the only thing that was not word for word copied was the actual um, copy this this look, the first paragraph at the top of the page that talked about the equipment packages and. Thankfully, they did not steal the image that I personally handcrafted and made of the package itself. But everything else, they had completely duplicated and within days of me putting that online. Now, did I contact my lawyer and and do a cease and desist? Did I reach out to that person and ask them to take it down? No. It, the, the reality is, is there's nothing that I could have done to to have stopped that person. Now, did I share transparently how much work and effort and energy I put into it in my podcast? Yeah, I did. And did that person listen to my podcast on a regular basis? Yeah, he did. And and so did that give him the idea of it's like I should, you know what? I should create that as well. So yeah, it, it it did. And then that person went and duplicated everything. Not because that person had all the experience and everything that I had. But they just knew that, well, that's what Cliff put together. And, and I believe that if Cliff put it together, it should work. And, and they started making that available for themselves. Um, I didn't do anything about it. By the way, I, just, just so you know, this, this podcast consultant slash coach is not somebody that's available for hire today for podcast consulting and coaching. Not because I had anything to do with it, but that person just never made it. Um, that person offered coaching and consulting and equipment and a couple courses. And I, I, if, I, if I had to guess, maybe just a few, you know, made a few hundred dollars here and there, uh, but wasn't something to sustain them. In fact, I know this because I had a relationship with that person, not a great one, <laughs> but I did have a relationship with that person who copied all of that hard work that I did. But I, I do help, happen to know that it didn't work out for him. And, and not because I did anything to say anything negative about him. In fact, you, you don't hear me mentioning his name. Not because I don't want to send you to him. But I just don't feel like I need to call him out. I mean, you, I couldn't send you to him. He's the, that website is no longer exist in existence. That URL is actually available for sale now. So, yeah, I, I, I've had that happen. I've had that happen. And that's one case where... You know, okay, that person actually took my experience and my hard work and just copied it. But the thing is, is whether I shared that transparently or authentically in my show, that could have been copied just directly from my website, even if I didn't even talk about it. So, you know, if my competition is going to be looking at what I'm doing, they're going to be able to see it. Now, the question is, is what about, you know, sharing the things that you might be working on down the road? You know, will they beat you to market and stuff like that? But again, I, you know, I, per, and again, this is just what my experience is. I'm not prescribing this for you. It's just not something that I worry about too much. Now, being transparent and authentic doesn't always mean that you have to give out every detail either. And now this I did not include in my original comment. But Sometimes I might talk about the fact that I'm working on, you know, that I want to do some live events, some live workshops here in my studio or here in my hometown. And I'm thinking about maybe one that's related to podcasting, uh, you know, a, a weekend where you and up to 10 other people can come and spend a weekend here in my studio and we're going to talk about podcasting together or 
if, I'm gonna do a, a weekend workshop on creating an online business. So, it, it, I, you know, it, of course, I could talk about those things. These are goals, these are aspirations, these are things that I wanna offer at some point this year. And here are, and I could even talk about some of the struggles that I have about, you know, I'm wondering, should I uh, tear down my video studio and, and host it here in the space that I originally purchased for that purpose, but didn't actually intend on having a studio take up 90% of the, or 80% of the space? Um, or do I get a hotel room or uh, one of the hotel um, conference rooms down the street and reserve that for the day and then uh, let people, you know, maybe we'll come and do a tour of the studio and I'll have them over for dinner or something like that. You know, the, these are, I could be sharing those kinds of thoughts and stuff like that. But if I was to share authentically and transparently about those kinds of items, Liz, what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't share, okay, I want to tell you word or I want to give you a step-by-step outline of everything that I'm covering that day. So we're going to break or that that or during that weekend or what I don't know if it's one day, two day, whatever, but I'm not going to give a breakdown of all of the sessions that that all the segments that we're going to cover and an outline of everything because then I'm just I'm just handing everything over to them. Now, the reality is is that that person, let's just say your competition, they could literally buy your product. They could buy, they could pay for your service. They could, they could come to your live event, experience it, and then go and create their own similar such experience. There's, I mean, I suppose in a live event such as that, you could kind of filter out and say, I don't know that I necessarily want somebody who is, you know, my direct competition to come to my live event. Um, but, and I don't even know that I would actually avoid anybody doing that, but somebody could easily, another podcast coach and consultant could pay $2,000, sign up for podcasting A to Z, go through the course, experience the whole thing, and then go out and create their own version of a four-week course and try to duplicate and do as much of what I do as possible. And that's always going to be possible. And and of course, then they have, you know, the access to all my tutorials and, and stuff like that. And if they actually make that behind a paywall, there, there'll be very little chance of me personally buying their product and then going in and see, did they just duplicate everything? And I've heard of people doing that kind of stuff before. But, you know, I, again, I still don't find myself worrying about that very much at all. First and foremost, if people are out there, it, I, if somebody steals your content, which basically means, what if somebody was to take my podcasting A to Z course, they download my content, they actually download my tutorials, and then create their own paywall, their own online paid course, and upload my actual videos into their course that they charge people money for. Now, that's where there's some legal issues. That's somewhere where I could get a lawyer involved. I could get a whole lot of other things involved and and things of that nature. And and by the way, there's I've had some mild cases of some things like that, not necessarily a paid course. But the thing is, is that I still don't even worry about that happening. And I guess the reason why is because first and foremost, people out there will know. I mean, people aren't stupid. Somebody, if you buy somebody else's course, 
but then all of a sudden, you know, let, let's just say, you know, uh, John Smith has a podcasting course and it, and it's called, uh, you know, launch your podcast in four weeks course. And you log in and, and John Smith is answering your questions, but every tutorial is from, hey, everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here from Podcast Answer Man. You know, I guarantee you people are going to realize, like, wait a second, who's this Cliff Ravenscraft guy? And all the, it's only going to take one or two people to say, you know, hey, I found you through John Smith's paid course. I want to thank you for all your great tutorials that I got there. You know, it's it. I I would eventually I'd find out some way somehow, and not to mention the fact that if it that doesn't necessarily negatively impact me personally to a to a very large degree. But wow, what is that going to do to the credibility? of that individual in the eyes of other people. And word does get out. I, I will tell you what, it's, it's one thing for you to have a very positive reputation in the world because you know it's, it's not all the time that people are out there constantly uh, celebrating you and all that you do. Now, I've been very thrilled and honored uh, to have been celebrated and have pe- a lot of people say a lot of wonderful things in public about me and who are, are saying lots of nice things. But the it, it's it's much more natural for people to complain about things that they see that they don't like. And so if all of a sudden it's like, wow, I just paid for a course, turns out the guy actually stole all the content from this other guy. And those are the kinds of things people like will talk about for years. And and if your name gets associated to something like that, it, it's not going to bode well for you. And so I, I, I figure, you know, I don't know if I actually would say it's karma or whatever, but I don't worry about those things. You know, so what, what, let me kind of expand on what do I mean by I, nobody else can bring me or my experience to their version of the product or service. Now, obviously, in the case where that one consultant had copied all of my hard work that I had spent a week developing five different equipment packages, that person was able to take my experience and just copy it, right? Well, that 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 might be an exception to the rule. But let's just take the the let's just take the uh, the hypothetical somebody stole all the tutorials out of my course and put it behind their own paywall. Now, if they wanted to try to duplicate podcasting A to Z and say, hey, you get access to all of these great tutorials and I will stand by and answer all the questions you have. Now, what I can tell you is that me, Cliff Ravenscraft, I've been podcasting since December 2005, all right? And since December 2005, I have produced more than 30 different podcast shows. Let me give you the names of just a few. Podcast Answer Man, The Lost Podcast, The, let's see here, uh, Family from the Heart, Business Tech Weekly, Help I Got a Mac. Um, I'm just trying, what are some other? Social Media Serenity, Encouraging Others Through Christ, The Almost Daily Devotional, Hunger Games Fan Podcast, The Grey's Anatomy Podcast. I, that's just 10 off the top of my head. The Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, I could go on and on. There's over 30 different podcasts. And since December 2005, I have produced well over 3,600 podcast episodes with 
my voice in them. That's me as the host of the show. Over 3,600 episodes. And I've had online communities for several different podcasts that I've created, online forums with many thousands of people in the online forums. I've hosted personal meetups with communities related to podcasts. When I've gone to certain cities and towns, I've had meetups with hundreds of people who are in my podcast audience who have shown up. I've got, um, well, actually, I'm almost to $1 million in equipment sales. So there's all of the, and because of this, I've been doing consulting and coaching over the last 10 years related to podcasting. I've answered countless number of questions and and have seen my advice put to the test year after year after year. So what I can tell you is that somebody else might be able to create a four-week course. They could, if they even were to steal all of my content, which would be found out eventually, but if they stole all of my content, uploaded my video tutorials into their pay, pay behind their paywall, and offered to answer, they could still never give anyone the experience of what my podcasting A to Z students get, and that is access to me and my experience. You know, when somebody asks me a question, I have the experience, I'm gonna give them the answer that I've been refining over the last 10 years of answering that same exact question. So, there is that. And then, of course, you know, there. I said, you know, I consider myself and my relationship equity to, with my community to be my competitive advantage. So let me first, I'll come back to the, I consider myself, but let's talk about the relationship equity that I have with my community. So this cannot be underestimated. You know, anybody out there can say, you know what, I'm just going to go and create my own consulting uh, podcast consulting company or coaching business, and I'm going to go and create, uh, I'm just going to look at Cliff's content. I'm not going to copy it word for word, but I'm going to take the topics that he's done and I'm going to put, I'm just going to talk about it from my own experience, maybe even use his content for inspiration. I'm going to create some tutorials and I'll buy all the Cliff's content and and I will study it, learn it, and then I'll teach it from my own perspective and, and create my own tutorials. You could have all of that stuff, but what you, what that person doesn't have is 10 years of building relationships. That person doesn't have Michael Hyatt out there telling everybody, hey, if you ever need anything related to podcasts, you got to talk to my friend Cliff Ravenscraft. You know, that person doesn't have Dan Miller out there telling people. That person doesn't have Michael Stelzner and Pat Flynn and Ray Edwards and all these other people out there, Amy Porterfield. Uh, the, I mean, these people do not have all of these other people saying Cliff Ravenscraft is the place you need to go, podcastanswerman.com. And because of those people, we're literally talking over the years, the, the people that, if I take the top 10 people that I've taught how to podcast who all say very wonderful and positive things about me, if I take the audience of those top 10 people the most successful people I've helped, we're talking over 1.5 million people who consistently hear Cliff Ravenscraft is the place you go for podcasting. Now that's relationship equity. And so all of those people out there who hear my name and then the, when they come and they actually finally say, you know what, 
I've heard enough. I've heard so much about this Cliff Ravenscraft guy. Let's go check it out. And then they start listening and they hear me and then they start engaging with me. And when I start responding to them and helping them and they sign up for my newsletter and getting major, a massive, <laughs> the best advice ever over at podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. When they get all this stuff, they're like, wow. And I'm developing a relationship with them and rapport with them. And this is something that I've been working on one person at a time for 10 years. And there's, I, I will tell you, that put, that is a competitive advantage. So there's me, my experience, there's my relationship equity with my community that I've been working on over all of these years. And then there's just myself. And yes, you can take some quotes about things that I say, and I've heard this. I, I've I've heard of people out there saying, hey, did you hear so-and-so's most recent podcast episode? And they said, you go click this link and scroll to, you know, so you know, 13 minutes and 22 seconds into the episode. Tell me what you think. And it's because my community, they 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 let me know when people are out there copying my stuff. And there'll be people out there who are literally giving word for word my advice, stuff that I've come up with. And and sometimes they they give acknowledgement of of where it came from, and most times they don't. But um, anyway, there. But still, there there is there is a part of myself that they can't bring in. They they might be able to copy some of the same things that I say, but and and you know what? It may even be true for them. They may even believe it and internalize it and and own it for themselves. But it's still it's not it's it's not authentically me. And I and it's not. I'm trying not to be a narcissist here, but. What I'm saying is that, um, you know, I there is I'm unique and I can't be duplicated. And so, whatever product or service I'm bringing me to the table. Now, who who is myself? Some things that that make me different, make me unique. What what are things that I believe in? And I was writing on a whiteboard the other morning, and here are some things that I just came up with. So, one of my favorite quotes. I came up with this myself, and. I, I absolutely love it. it. It's it's something I wholeheartedly believe in. And it's I talk about this when people say, Cliff, oh my gosh, I I want to aggressively market my podcast. I'm, you know, I've been podcasting for six months. I'm getting about seven, eight hundred downloads. But I really I I, I want to do anything and everything possible to to get to ten thousand downloads per month. And if I could do that within the next nine months, that that's my goal. What what can I do to get 10,000 people? So just, you know, let's really blow this thing through the roof. And so they, they want to talk about marketing and, and all these different little tricks and techniques that you can do. And, you know, it, it, sure, there are some things that you can do. Strategically, there are certainly some things that you can do. But here's what I, in my heart, my message is do something or be someone remarkable. And people will start talking about you and your brand. Do something or be someone remarkable and people will start talking about you and your brand. I mean, think about it this way. When people do introductions at a conference, it's like, or even in in an interview, I want to introduce today so-and-so who has, who is holds the world's record for this, who has written this book, who has helped this many blah, blah, blah. You know, what are, what is it that is remarkable that you have done or, or that you are? What's remarkable about who you are 
or what you've done that people will instantly want to share that because it's such an inspiration. It's such a value to the world. Do something or be someone remarkable or do something do something or be someone of great value and people will start talking about you and your brand that's my that's see that that's my heart yeah we can talk about formulas and strategies for marketing and growth and stuff like that but what if you could just make a very powerful and positive impact on a very small number of people who instead of you devoting 20 or 30 hours a week trying to market your own brand and message, what if you had 10, 15, 20, or 30 people who spent all kinds of their time marketing you to their communities? You know, and I'm referring back to, just do this. Go to michaelhyatt.com. Go to michaelhyatt.com. And in the search field of his website, do a search for Cliff Ravenscraft. Do that. All right, and so and and you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. So do something or be someone remarkable, and people will start talking about you and your brand. Here's another thing that that is a part of who I am and and what I believe in, and I think makes me unique in this space. Stop focusing on how to become more successful. Instead, focus on how you can serve others more successfully. Stop focusing on how to become more successful. Instead, focus on how you can serve others more successfully. And again, this is one-on-one. I, I, I believe one person at a time. Make a difference in someone's life today. And I will tell you, it reaps rewards. The next one here, every human being that invests their most limited resource, aka time, in consuming your content is extremely valuable and should be respected highly. This is one reason why you will not hear me say I only have X number of subscribers. When somebody says to me, Cliff, I've been podcasting for six months and I still only have about 100 subscribers. I'm like, dude, kill the word only. <laughs> do, you, do you know that's 100 human beings who only have a limited amount of time on this earth. And your show is 45 minutes every week. You've been, and and you've got a hundred people who have given you 45 minutes of their life every week to listen to your show. And you say only in front of it. And I, you know, I get it. We want to reach a large audience, but, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow your audience. There's not nothing wrong with wanting to, to widen the amount of influence and the number of people that you're reaching with your content. But don't use the word only in front of 100 people. That's 100 human beings. That's that's 100 souls. That's, you know, I love watching movies that have to do with, you know, airplanes and stuff like that. I, I, I can't remember the Denzel Washington movie that I watched a long time ago. I can't remember the name of it, it but he was a pilot and uh, he he did this whole thing where he spun upside down and and saved people's lives and and stuff like that. And then of course I just recently I think last year watched the movie Sully, which was the the recreation of what happened with the landing on the Hudson. Anyway, every time I see a a, a movie where uh, they have a, a pilot, they always talk about how many souls are on board. 
you know? And, and so I, I kind of think about that. I, I want to think about my audience is when I hit the record button, how many souls are on board? It, it, isn't that powerful? And see that I, that's the way I think about you guys. How many souls are listening? How many souls are being influenced? How many souls are being encouraged by this content? And wow, if I have the opportunity of blessing 100 people, wow, what an amazing thing. All right, the next one I have written down on my whiteboard, meaningful two-way relationships are built one person at a time over a period of time. These relationships have been my most valuable investments. Meaningful two-way relationships are built one person at a time over a period of time. Conversations that are ongoing, maybe not consistently, like there, there have been some people, there are some of you who are part of my community and you reached out to me for the very first time back in 2008. Then I didn't hear from you again until um, 2010. We exchanged maybe four, five, six emails back and forth in 2010. Then in 2012, you signed up for podcasting A to Z. We spent four weeks together. I answered every single question. I got to know about you, your goals, your dreams about podcasting, helped you launch your show. Wow, awesome. And since then, I occasionally see you post on the alumni Facebook group. And, you know, I, I host a meetup in 2015. You come to the meetup. We fe- meet face-to-face for the very first time. And, you know, just over time, it, we we ha- we develop a relationship. It's a two-way relationship, not just one way. Because if, if, by the way, if you have been listening to me for a very long time in this podcast and you consider me to be a friend, you feel like you know me, you feel like I'm one of your friends, then we do have a relationship. However, it's one way. It's my, it's, it's from me to you, but it's not from you to me yet. It's not two way. And those two meaningful two way relationships are built one person at a time over a period of time. And by the way, these can't be forced. Uh, you know, I've had, I've had a number of people who have reached out to me over the years, who have been very aggressive and and very forward and with the idea that, hey, I'm going to be your next best friend. <laughs> and that, that, you know what? It, this, this, these things have to occur organically, naturally. You, I, have you ever had that happen to you? I, I don't know if it's just unique to me, but I've had a number of people over the years. And when I say a number, maybe 15, 20 people who have reached out and says, Cliff, I want to be your really close next friend. I want to be your next really close best friend. And I have a, I have a feeling that this is going to happen. And, and, and they're just so aggressive. And, it, and it's like, okay, that this feels awkward and I feel pressured and I don't like it. And it, and, and it's not endearing me to you. This is, this is a little awkward for me. And, and I'm trying to be as, as gracious as possible. I'm, it, and at some points, you know, I've, I've actually just said, listen, th- this, this, is, this is moving too fast for me. Can we slow down a little? I'm just kidding there. But, you know, I, I, I'm very upfront with people. I say, listen, you know, I appreciate this. I, I get a lot of people who would love to have me have, a, a, but this just has, you know, this happens organically over time. And, you know, let's, let's just play things by year and, and see how things go. But 
and and then some people get really offended when when you don't instantly just accept them into into your inner circle and and then they go out and say some negative things about you and that's only happened two or three times but it happens anyway meaningful two-way relationships are built one person at a time and keyword over a period of time they don't happen overnight all right um and by the way they don't always happen but when they do they're worth it they're they're great investments just wanted to add that okay next one getting someone's attention is not the same or as value as earning their attention all right so there's a couple years ago there was all this talk about attention marketing and that for you to get your message out it's all about getting you know it's about getting people's attention breaking in and, and getting and talking about how you know this is what people used to do with television ads but now it's hard to get people's attentions with a television ad because people are fast forwarding through them i believe if we continue on with the way we're doing podcasting and actually i'm already doing this i i already skip over every advertisement that is for audible fresh books uh mattress you know whatever mattress of the week it is um just all all of the ads i'm i'm always skipping through those these days so get, getting someone's attention is not the same and it's not as valuable as earning their attention and so it, what what's the difference well i you know what i've already gone in, into this enough we'll get into that as an uh, in another episode maybe down the road uh, another thought of mine you know just internals this is who i am and what i believe i provide current mindset based upon experience over time over plug and play formulas. So a lot of there quite honestly there are a lot of people who say Cliff I would love for you to just give me a plug and play formula. Give me a a, a formula that I can apply to my business or to my podcast where if you tell me to do this plus this and then do this and it will equal all of this you know, the outcome or goals that I'm looking for, that's what I I would really love that. And I'm like, you know, I don't believe in a lot of one size fits all formulas. There are some out there, but most of them are, even those are are mindset formulas, like thoughts plus actions uh, equals, oh gosh, let's see here, emotion, thoughts plus actions equals emotions, uh, or no, thoughts plus actions plus emotions equals results. I I can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but I learned it from uh, The Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker, uh, or actually The Millionaire Mindset. But anyway, the formulas that I have are even mindset formulas. But when it comes to all of these other strategies, the 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 variables in a formula, especially in technology and online business and podcasting, so much of this stuff is changing, the variables, the the actual things that you would plug and play, that it's, it's hard. I mean, gosh, uh, what was exciting about Snapchat a, a year ago, literally a year ago, Snapchat was something that I was super on fire for. And then all of a sudden, what happens? You've got Instagram, it basically copies everything that Snapchat has. And I still am using Snapchat today, but to be honest with you, the people that I, I, well, okay, I would say 90% of the people that I was following and enjoying and engaging with their content on Snapchat, uh, about 80% of them have moved all of that over to Instagram stories. 
And now there's still 20% of those people on Snapchat. And there, there's a part of me today that thinks about, you know, maybe dropping Snapchat. But there are, quite honestly, I'm on Snapchat today for two or about two or three people. All right. And so I, I keep connected to what's going on in the day to day. And sometimes it's not even every day, but, you know, the weekly lives of a couple friends that I that are still using Snapchat. But um, anyway, I, I provide mindset. What I'd rather do is instead of giving you a formula, what I'd like to do is share with you what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. But more importantly, I'd like to share with you my thoughts behind why I'm doing it. Because, I, I, you know, my formula may not apply to you, even if the variables are the same right now, currently. But if, if I'm doing it for a different reason, my reasoning may not equate to your reasoning. And so I don't know that it's actually going to be a good fit for you. So my formula, even if you were to copy it, might not be a good formula for you to apply to your podcast or your business. All right. So anyway, and then the next one I have written down here, the power is not in what tool you use, but what you personally will do with the tool you use. (laughs) All right. So the power is not in the tool you use, but what you personally will do with the tool you use. All right. Anyway, there's, there's a whole lot of these. I could go on and on. But these are things that I have just internalized over the years. And these are thoughts. These are feelings. These are emotions. This is, this is how I engage and why I engage and, and what drives me. And, and nobody else has myself to offer to other people. Only I have myself to offer. Now, the thing is, is what's unique and what I hope people will do is rather than going out and looking for things to steal from other people and 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 trying to get a competitive edge by by stealing their ideas and and all this other stuff, I I wish some of those other people and and hope that some of those other people would understand that it's themselves, you know, it's 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 them and their experience that they should be bringing to the table, and it should be their own unique approach not necessarily a copied approach. And and so that's what I encourage people to do. But Liz, thank you so much for your question. I I do not share all of the details of everything, although I probably share way more than some people think I probably should share. But even that, I don't worry about it too much because of all the things that I just said. But again, I'm sharing with you my experience. I'm not prescribing this formula of not caring so much about transparency, transparency, sharing your challenges, your goals, and all that. I'm not prescribing that formula for you. So Liz, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you in the community. All right, before I wrap up this week's episode, I wanna just say real quickly, I have been super like blown away by the amazing response that I've received from countless number of people about last week's episode, product launch fatigue. Uh, Digital Soul left a comment, says, I've been listening to your podcast for years and this is the first time I felt the need to comment. You're right. I find it exhausting to be constantly pitched products at the start of a podcast. This has become a very common practice now and one I find that really detracts from the charm of the content. 
I understand that many of the podcasts I listen to are a source of income for the content producers, and I respect their need to promote products to make a living. I wish some would respect the privilege of being plugged into someone's ears for an hour or more. I love podcasts because they are so intimate, which is why I guess I get mildly grumpy when I'm pitched for five minutes straight at the start of the show. Keep up and the great work. All right, well, Digital Soul, thank you so much. And it's so funny, I I didn't even think about that when I was talking about how many souls are out there, but I have at least one digital soul listening. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know this person's name, but uh, if if you if you want to reach out and say, hey, Cliff, I'm the digital soul that reached out to you for the very first time after listening for years. Ah, awesome. All these people who have been listening for years and have never reached out. It's, it's good to hear from you guys. I love it. You know, I've got a lot of other feedback uh, from last week's episode. A lot of people very similar, some even more passionate, even more uh, words than that about how they agreed that it just seems like everybody seems to be pitching something, the call to actions, it's very fatiguing, uh, that some of the people out there saw, thought, just like I thought, maybe I'm alone in this, and they're like, oh, finally, somebody else is out there saying this. Well, one of my friends uh, that you know very well, his name is Mark Mason. In fact, I think Mark will be on the show either next week or the week after this. Anyway, Mark was listening to last week's episode, and I think that he may have taken my advice. And I don't know that I actually gave any advice other than to be to to make sure that you are uh, that you are selective about who and what you promote, how often you promote, and all of these other things. But I think what Mark did last week uh, was latched on to something where I said, "Well, it's not necessarily just product launches." Uh, fatigue over product launches, but it's fatigue over calls to action. And in as a result of that, I'm going to play for you three clips from Mark's show this week. And uh, here's the first clip. Let me play this for you. I feel the same way Cliff does on occasion. It's something that I worry about with this very show because I call you to action all the time. I'm calling you to action to check out my affiliate links and I'm calling you to action to check out the show notes and I'm calling you to action to buy some product and I'm calling you to action to check out some article or to go listen to Cliff's podcast. So here's the deal. For the rest of this episode, no more calls to action. No more. No more calls to action for the rest of this episode in honor of Cliff's presentation. All right, and then he went on to talk about some other things, and then after talking about something extremely valuable, he ended that segment with this. So I won't call you to action on this, but I will refer you to an excellent article in the show notes from Yoast. Yoast creates a tremendous amount of awesome SEO information. If you've got more interest in this topic, that article is there for the taking not saying you have to go read it, but you know, I don't want to don't want to fatigue you with too many calls to action here. It's very hard. See, it's very hard for me to not call you to action because I want you to go do stuff to make your business better. All right. And so and then he ends the show by saying why he's not going to play his closing jingle. Now, it's time to close the show, but I have this problem, see? I can't close the show with the normal outro because there's a call to action in the outro. All right. And so he didn't use his regular outro because there's a call to action, which is probably go check out the 
website or something like that. Anyway, so he made this promise. No, by the way, real quickly, last week's episode is not talking about those call to actions. I believe your, your show should naturally, organically have call to actions. So, for example, if I'm talking about earlier, I was talking about my equipment package. If I wanted to, I could say, oh, and by the way, did you guys know that I sell equipment? If you didn't, if you're interested in seeing what I have, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. Now, you'll notice that it doesn't currently have five packages anymore because what I found over the time is that I was mostly selling <laughs> nine times out of ten, I was selling the most expensive package. And the reason for that is people said, hey, Cliff, I can't make up my mind. I see all these different packages, different pricings. Which one of these packages can, uh, most closely resembles what you use in your studio? And I said, well, actually, the most expensive package, the $1,600 one, that one is exactly what I'm using in my studio. And that's it. That's the one I want. And so eventually, over time, I decided to get rid of the other four options and stuff like that. But anyway... I could have naturally brought that in and say, hey, if you want to if you want to see the equipment package that currently today I still have available, what I'm using in my own studio, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. That's an organic, natural progression or call to action that just attaches itself to what we're doing here. Another one might be if I'm talking about ConvertKit and I want to give you an update about how things are going with ConvertKit and how excited I am about my my latest marketing efforts for podcasting A to Z and some really cool things, which I might talk about when Mark comes back on the show. We're going to give a little bit of a ConvertKit update, both from my perspective and his perspective. But anyway, if, if we're talking about ConvertKit, all of a sudden people are like, wow, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I've been hearing you talk about ConvertKit. I'm ready to go. And so it, it's very natural and organic if you are giving content about ConvertKit to say, hey, and if you're thinking about signing up for ConvertKit, I do have an affiliate link. If you go to my, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash ConvertKit first, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash ConvertKit, when you sign up, I will earn a commission for as long as you're with them. Uh, you don't have to. You can go to convertkit.com on your own if you want. But hey, just wanted to throw that out there. If you are thinking about ConvertKit, I do have an affiliate link, podcastanswerman.com slash convertkit. That's perfectly normal, very organic. And certainly, call to action on, hey, I want to I want to give you a call to action. There, there's this Yoast plugin and this article I read. This article, like, what it just... It opened up my eyes to exactly what I, I I was misunderstanding. I couldn't understand how this all worked. But when I read this article from about the Yoast plugin, that it 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 cleared up everything. And I want to encourage you check out that article. You can find that in the show notes at you know late night internet marketing or late night im.com slash whatever. And so that's very natural. These call kind of call to actions are perfectly fine and and I don't especially when they're organic and they're part of it what I was concerned about is number one like a product launch from a huge online influencer and there are several of them out there today you know just there's there it's a growing number of online influencers who reach in the hundreds of thousands of people and they launch a product and they each get hundreds of people signed on as affiliates. And next thing you know, of the hundreds of people who are affiliates, you've got 15, 20 people 
all of a sudden you're let's just if you're subscribed to 15 podcasts that you listen to every single week and you never miss an episode for four weeks during the launch every episode for four weeks of nine of the 15 episodes you listen to every week are all about that product it's it, the content is clearly designed to sell that product and that call to action uh, and, and oftentimes the person doing the product launch is the guest on every single one of those nine shows at least once. So it, it, I, there's a little bit of fatigue about it's like, okay, I get it. I know that product's available. Um, and then, of course, there is the the obsessive calls to actions, especially front loading your show. Uh, some people call it pre-rolling your show. But when you front load your show with tons of call to actions, like, for example, what if I was to start the show with, hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here with the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Before we get started, I wanna ask you, will you do me a favor and give me a review in iTunes? Uh, all you have to do is go over to iTunes, do a search for the Cliff Ravenscraft Show and leave me your rating review. And if it's five stars, great. Uh, of course, be honest, be real, but a review is gonna help me get the word out. Oh, and by the way, let me also tell you about my newsletter over at podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. That's where I give away my best tips, advice, and strategies, and tools, and everything I've done over the past 10 years, podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. Oh, and by the way, Casper Masters is the is the sponsor of this week's episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, we're going to talk about Fresh Books. <laughs> we're going to talk about this. And you can go to Fresh Books, you know, podcastanswerman.com slash Fresh Books. All of the, and, and just like five minutes later, you finally get into the episode. So front that that's a little fatiguing. And then also just the number of, of things that are done. And of course, I was also talking about the, the fatigue of, of where it's just very obvious that this content that you're creating isn't something necessarily that you're passionate about. It's not something that you, if it weren't for this new opportunity to make a commission, this content would have never happened. Now, I... I there, this doesn't happen as often, but it, yeah, I see it a lot. Uh, specifically, um, more recently than lately than than other ever before. But it's just like it's very clear that where somebody is disguising community engagement as an opportunity to to pitch or sell a product or service, and when the when the launch or the product or the service is no longer in its marketing cycle, the content or quote unquote community engagement pretty much drops off the face of the earth. It's like I, I was only there. In fact, one person, I'm not going to read their email because I didn't get their permission. Another person said, listen, I signed up for such and such online Facebook group. Uh, it, this person was very, very, very active and stuff like that. But then over time, it, it became very clear that this this Facebook group was not a com community group. It was it was sole purpose was to get people into a funnel for the next product launch for such and such. And as soon as the as soon as the cart closed, the person disappeared. And I'm like, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm talking about. So it's it's a it's a combination of all of those things. But I just want to say that definitely it it it's not about don't ask for anything. Don't don't do any call to action. Play play your jingle that has your call to action to check out the show notes and to get your free newsletter and 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 stuff like that. And of course, just be careful how often you're 
doing this kind of stuff, how, how much you're asking your audience to do. I mean, by the way, asking your audience to do you a favor or asking your audience to do something that's going to be a favor to them, completely different things. So, for example, you know, hey, if you want to hear more about this article, go over to the show notes at this, you know, URL.com slash whatever. That is your, that's a resource that you're giving to them if they're interested. Um, yeah. So uh, those call to action, I, I think we should embrace call to action. We want to, we want to engage with our audience. We want them to take action, to do things. And I think that's a valuable part, but just be careful of how much extra stuff we throw into the mix. And specifically, I was talking about hyper loading how many things we're selling people. Anyway, that I just wanted to share that. Mark, I love you, brother. I can't wait till you're back on the show, either next week or the week after. Looking forward to it. And uh, with that being said, before I leave, I do want to encourage you two things, two calls to action here. Number one, if you're not on my mailing list yet, you are definitely missing out. My best tips, advice, tools, and strategies that I've ever given over the past 10 years, I'm giving it away free. One tip, tool, strategy, something actionable every single week in my email newsletter. Sometimes it's a full-blown tutorial. Head over to podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. Sign up today. It's free. All right. And by the way, it is sponsored by my podcasting A to Z course. Very open and upfront with that. And you will occasionally hear about podcasting A to Z if you're on my newsletter, a mailing list. But I, it, I promise you, it's I'm it's not the sole purpose of actually doing that. It's one of the main things I want to market. But if you sign up for my mailing list, you get my tips and strategies every single week and you never buy a product or service from me, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Uh, If I can be of service to you and help to you and, and help you take your message, your business, your life to the next level, Uh, that is just as valuable. It doesn't pay the groceries as well, but (laughs) it is just as valuable to me because it's, it's important that I fulfill my mission and purpose to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire others. That's what I'm here on this earth to do. And my podcast newsletter is one way to do that. Podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. And by the way, mentioning, speaking of podcasting A to Z, my 29th session of podcasting A to Z is just under three weeks away. It's starting on Monday, February 20th, 2017. This is an opportunity to have me as your personal coach for four weeks. Do you wanna launch a podcast, but you're still struggling with trying to figure out what your topic is, what who your target audience is? Trust me, most of the students who sign up for my course, there's some of them completely clueless of what topic uh, they wanna choose. They're like all over the map. And by the end of the first week, they're crystal clear, confident in the show that they're getting ready to launch. Uh, maybe you're struggling with equipment. What equipment options do I have? I, it's like, listen, I, I, I just have no idea. How do I hook all this stuff up? How do I record? How do I get this into iTunes? You have tons of questions. I am there walking you through step-by-step, step, every step in the process. And not only that, but you get unlimited access to ask me as many questions as you want for four weeks. And I personally answer every single question you post. I am your personal coach for four weeks. Find out more information and register today at podcastinga2z.com. 
And with that, my friends, I am finished with all my calls to action. And I hope and pray that all of you will do something this week to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast at Samantha.